This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. 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 From the Forward Theater of Operations at the Buffalo Lunch Club on Grand Island, New York, USA. Welcome to a special uncensored post-show podcast edition of the Cigar Dave Show, Smoke on the Water 2. Now front and center, the General Cigar Dave. All right, well, we welcome you from the Buffalo Theater of Operations, Smoke on the Water 2. And this is a tradition we started after our Charlotte Live broadcast back in June, where we now with our Cigar Dave mobile app and the Cigar Dave Show website and the podcast, have the opportunity to do a special show, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored. It is the General and the Cigar Dave crew <laughs> raw. So we are giving you fair warning. I think I've given everybody about 20 warnings by now. May God have mercy on all of you. That's exactly right. So we welcome you back. We've got Mick the Brit, Colonel of the European Theater of Operations. We've got uh, Lieutenant Tim RxO, Colonel Ange Puccio in the Pooch Pit, and Captain Paul Bolani over in the back. Now, what we'd like you to do is raise your hand if you would like to get on with us. We will have Mick around. We'll have Tim. We'll have Paul. Uh, Colonel Ange, you're going to be around too, or are you? Colonel Ange will be around as well. So we will uh, have a good time. Anything goes here on this podcast, and we welcome you. Now, one of the stories that I did not have the chance to discuss on the regular Cigar Day show was a little item about a one Jesse Jackson Jr. Poor Jesse Jr. was sentenced to two and a half years in prison Wednesday for illegally spending $750,000 in campaign funds for personal use. And I always wondered, how is it a guy that's a congressman sporting a $45,000 Rolex? How is it that you see him driving around in all these expensive cars? Well, now you know. Basically, he took all the campaign funds and he used it for his own use. Now, what you may not know is when the judge sentenced him, he said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to really lay the book down here because you have violated the public trust. So I'm sending you, sentencing you to two and a half years of hard, hard time. And I'm going to give you two choices. One, you have to live in the city of Detroit for two and a half years. Or two, you have to listen to Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton nonstop in a never-ending tape reel for two and a half years. It's a very difficult dilemma. So I almost wanted to shed a tear, and after that I said, fuck it, he should go to jail. <laughs> General, um, yes. Here, here's a drink. It's vodka and tonic. Do you know anybody here that drinks vodka oh, Mick, and tonic? Mick, wait a minute. Huh? Mick, Do you know wait, anybody here? He's got 16 minutes to go. It's only going to have a third drink. You can hold Cut it. Cut him a break. Hold on. Let's, let's go, Mick. Hold on, Mick. Sniff, sniff it. Whoa, Actually, it's like when I dog give him a treat. <laughs> okay, Mick, sit. Give me your paw. <laughs> you know what's funny? My German Shepherd does the damn same thing for a little treat. Mick will do it for a glass of booze. Now, I'm going to give this to you, Mick, but can you hold it for 16 minutes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, easy. All right, 16 perfect. minutes. 16 minutes, Mick. Okay, I'm counting the seconds down now. I'm sure you are. How many drinks General, do you have, by mercy, the way? Between... Some mercy. No, this no, no. is X-rated. Come oh, on, no, let him go. This is my second drink now. <laughs> oh, this is your second? Yes. Oh, go to town. Thank fuck for that. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, let's, let's go out to the uh, around here. I know that we have many people that wanted to get on with us and couldn't. So raise your hand, and we will get... Uh, uh, there's one in the corner over there. Raise your hand, and either uh, Tim... One, one quick series. Oh, yeah, let's, let's go to XO Tim first. Perfect. All right. My son Brendan just wanted to tell you something real quick. Hey, Dave, I just wanted to tell you, um, on behalf of the uh, 82nd Troop Command and the 152 Horizontal uh, Engineer Battalion, uh, welcome home. Long ashes to you. Uh, I just want to tell you, I, uh, I took the opportunity to listen to your Memorial Day broadcast and your D-Day tribute, and by God, it was one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. So on behalf of the New York State Army National Guard, I just want to really thank you for being here again, and uh, you know, God bless you. We listen to you every month, so thank you. I'll give you the five-star salute back, and we appreciate that. And let's give a round of applause for our service in the Guard. Now, you were based at Fort Drum, correct? Uh, no, I was not. I, did, uh, I was actually up there for my annual training this year. Um, and one of the better experiences I've recently had is on uh, the 3rd of July, I was at my normal civilian job, and I got called up. Um, we had to go to Fort Plain, New York, for they had some uh, flash flooding. So best part of that day on the 4th of July this year, and one of the biggest days I look forward to every year, instead of partying and boozing it up, I was in the back of a D7 dozer, smoking a very nice uh, Punch Champion cigar and clearing this, uh, this river so that these people could enjoy their days. So, Well, we thank you for your service. Awesome. And, uh, and I really believe this, and I say this, because when I was 18, the first day I went ever, uh, as soon as I turned 18, I went in and, and uh, registered for selective service. And I think there should be a mandatory year of service for every American Definitely. kid, because I guarantee you they wouldn't be wearing the pants down to their ass, or down to their ankles, the caps over here, 10 million chains, yep. and it would straighten them out so that they wouldn't be takers, they would be makers. And also, in the end, one year of service, they'd probably appreciate the country, and they'd turn out to be Republicans, not pussy-ass Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> or progressives. Uh, by the way, my father uh, spent time, it wasn't Fort Drum, it was Camp Drum, and my father told me that when he was at Camp Drum, it was, not, it was actually like a camp, it was like a country club, because he told me many great stories about it, and I think it's a little different today than what it was uh, way back then. Let's go to make the Brit yeah. out in the corner of the tent. Yeah, General, I thought you said Fort Drunk, because that's kind Fort of... Fort Drunk, yes. Yeah, 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 it's a great place. Yeah. Uh, Mick, it has been renamed in your honor. Hey, thank you very much. Okay, General, I'm over here with Mike. Mike, what's your question? Mike, I want to know what your views are our piece of shit governor that keeps taking away my gun laws. Uh, governor Cuomo, Byron Brown, Mayor Ayatollah Bloomberg. See, I've got to be careful because I've got cigar mother here. I so, I mean, I really want to let loose. And you know what? I will. <laughs> I will. I will take the wrath. She's smiling. They're though, a Dave. bunch of socialist fucking idiots. <laughs> and, and, I was, and I was saying this earlier. You know, I live in Florida, and, and people tell me, oh, the weather in Buffalo. And I said, it's not the weather in Buffalo. That's not why people leave. I said, the people in Buffalo are hardworking. People in Buffalo are the friendliest people you'll meet. They are blue collar. They work, you know, their tails off. The problem is these piece of garbage politicians. Because they're the ones that are raping and pilfering this state, 
And how you don't have term limits, and we don't have term limits in New York State, is beyond me. And I always, you hear me on the show, I say it's the crumbling empire state. It's not because of the people, it's because of these bozo clowns in Albany and in the state capitol that can't get anything done. And uh, by the way, one thing I will say is being here in Buffalo, I have, the first thing I did I, when I came home, I said, I gotta go look at the brand new Peace Bridge. I wanna see how it looks. <laughs> and it is magnificent, I gotta tell you. It is so magnificent, you can't even tell it's there. So in Florida, we get things done. Uh, I'm, I'm involved in the Florida broadcasters. I'm on the board of directors. I'm in Tallahassee twice a year. We meet with our legislators, the president of the Senate, the speaker of the House, and the governor. They all have strict term limits. The governor has two terms. They come in, they leave. The president of the Senate basically can serve two years as president, then he leaves. The Speaker of the House, two years, then they leave. And there are strict term limits. There are, I think, six or eight year terms for representatives and senators. And what happens is you now have a turnover in the state capitol, and you don't have all these shenanigans where they're trying to get on every committee and they're trying to just uh, wait it out to get a huge pension. The salaries of the legislators in Florida, 24 grand a year. I guarantee you, if you pay these idiots in Albany 24 grand a year, watch how many of them leave after two years or don't even run. So Cuomo is a phony. He's going to clean up uh, Albany. Uh, every time I see that, I'm cleaning up Albany. Tell you what, take Cuomo, take Spitzer, and take Bloomberg, send them on a one-way ticket to Mars with, with no chance of coming back, and New York State would be far better. By the way, Bloomberg, I cannot wait until that fucking moron is out, period. All right, where are we going? Tim, General, next I have, up. I have Nora, who is the only female member of Nice Ash. She has a question Say for nice you. Say nice ass or nice ash. <laughs> All right, there you go. Very good. <laughs> she just showed it to us. Qu question answered. Good afternoon, General. Um, my question for you, well, first off, I'll tell you, not only do I smoke cigars, I own guns, I go hunting, I go fishing, and I can cook a mean venison. Good for you. Beautiful. I'm a bourbon drinker, and my stick of choice is a CAO MX2. Right. Lately, I've been pairing it with either uh, Lexington or Larceny. Do you have a preference when it comes to bourbon? Uh, sorry, say again. Give me the last part. I heard CAO MX2. Lately, I have been pairing my CAO MX2s right. with either Larceny or Lexington bourbons. Do you have a preference in bourbon? Uh, yeah, I think somebody just mentioned Bullet, which is very nice. That MX2 is a very uh, cigar with a lot of personality. It's a very crisp cigar, a lot of flavor, explosive, two Maduro wrappers. So you need something that can pair it up. The Bullet is very good. The Bullet Rye, which you may not think about, which is more of a rye mash, is very, very good. Um, I'll tell you another one that I think would be, uh, uh, would be very good would be the uh, Jim Beam Double Black, which is a Tennessee whiskey, but yes, would be perfect. Yes, I have perfect. a bottle in yeah. my locker over at Ash. <laughs> there you go. That would be a perfect pairing. You can't go wrong with that. And uh, let me see. There's an, oh, there's one based here in, uh, in New York State, Hudson. Their Hudson Baby Bourbon, or their Four Grain, which is corn, wheat, rye, um, and uh, malt, is a, and it's a, it's a first distillery post, uh, uh, 
First distillery opened, I think, since Prohibition in New York State. They're over by uh, all, just north of Albany, and their bourbons are excellent. They come in very small Prohibition-type uh, uh, bottles. Excellent choice. That would go great with the MX2, no doubt about it. Thank you very much. All right, where are we going next here? General. Yes, General. Brett. Yes, I'm over here with Steve. Steve, what is your question? First of all, I just drank that bottle of that Hudson. It's excellent, but I still like oh, Jim Beam Black. Good stuff. General, I have to tell you, I'm a retired cop from Niagara Falls, and the guys on the job over there, they love you. They love your non-PC bullshit, and they like to hear what it's really about. God bless you, and God bless America, and thank you for calling it like it is. Well, I thank you. Thank you, and, and I, you know what? And I think what boils down to is people are just tired of the uh, pussyfooting around, and, and people are so used to being wussified beta males that when you tell them the truth, they're either offended or, you know, they, they think it's just so harsh. And the reality is, you're just telling the truth. And that's what we need more of instead of these idiots in Washington that uh, basically take our money, take what we work for hard, and they squander it. And, and believe me, these idiots in, in uh, it, most of them, and not all of them, but most of them in the House and Senate, they couldn't get a job in the private sector. I mean, for even if you told them you have 10 days to live, you have to find a job in the private sector, they wouldn't be able to find a job. Because it's too easy being a pig eating at the trough. And in that same vein, we all know that none of them could live on what they, they, they say we're supposed to, including Obama's health care that they're not governed by and all the other things in the world. You want to fix the world, you want to fix this country, all you got to do is make those pieces of garbage up there, feeding at the trough, live on what a normal man makes, and not get all the perks like all that asshole in uh, Jackson got. You're right. And the other thing that I say on that is, you know, I guarantee you the people in this tent right now could solve the problems in Albany and get it done quickly without all the nonsense that your Speaker of the House and the, what is it, Sheldon Silver? And who's the other one? Who's the other yo-yo? You know, that nothing gets done. And I guarantee you, if you got the citizens, the people sitting right here that own businesses, that work hard, they'd get it done and the problems would be solved. Life is a very simple game. The politicians make it complicated. Uh, Bobby, let, let's talk one thing real quickly about the CRA, the Cigar Rights of America. Because one of the things that you, that you also talk about is the fact that you have to meet with our congressmen, you have to let them know what's going on, you have to tell them exactly why it is important that they don't tax us. We pay more taxes than people that drink wine, beer, and spirits. We're the highest tax industry of any industry. We have to make that point. Absolutely. When Obama came in in 2008, he raised the federal excise tax, 800... Oh! Cool it down a little so we can hear Bobby. When, when Obama... Thank you. When Obama came in in 2008, he raised the federal excise tax on cigars, 833% the largest single excise tax increase since our founding in 1776. But I'll tell you what each and every man and woman can do here is call your U.S. congressman and call your senator. They all have district offices. Uh, you've got a U.S. God, you had Hillary Clinton as your senator. Jesus, Mary. But any, anyway, <laughs> you, you, have two, you have two senators here. Call their, they all have local offices. Just Google it and you can find it. And call them and tell them, we have a companion bill you heard about HR, House Resolution 792. This is the bill to exempt premium cigars from FDA regulation. We have a companion bill, and we have 14 co-sponsors in the Senate side. It's called 779. Okay. 779. All right. Uh, by the way, whoever uh, won the humidor, they forgot the key. 
The key to the humidor. <laughs> so if you want the key, you got him right okay. here, Mick the Brit. We'll give that. All right, we're about to wrap it up. Any other questions? Oh, wait, we got one. Here we go. Right up front. Oh, and we got some back. Okay, we'll get to everyone. Don't worry. Cigar Dave. Yes, sir. I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb on this one and say that there isn't a single person under this tent that's going to be at UB this Thursday when Burial comes to speak. <laughs> and yes, I, I'm leaving town before he gets here. I would like to ask you to rally 900,000 residents of the county of Erie to leave so he's got <laughs> nobody to talk to. <laughs> oh, trust me. There'll be some libs that'll, that'll be bust in or be flown in. Guarantee it. Although his crowds are dwindling, there's no question about it. All right, let's go uh, to uh, Tim. General, we have uh, Brandon here who's getting married and he's looking for some advice. Wait, say again now? Brandon is getting married. You gotta put the mic closer. Brandon is getting married and he's looking for some advice. Don't do it! Don't do it! Number one, and I, I had one of our listeners, I had one of our listeners that called me a year ago and he said, I'm about to get married. You know, it's great. She loves me smoking cigars, lets me go out with the guys. Okay, fine. I said, just make sure you get a prenuptial agreement. He goes, you know what, General? I will listen to you. I'll get a prenuptial agreement. He called me a few months ago. He said, I've been barely married a year. Within that year, she changed. All of a sudden, didn't want me smoking my cigars. Didn't want me going enjoying my libations. Didn't want me going to Vegas. She totally changed. So he said, I got rid of her. And I didn't lose a cent because I had a prenuptial agreement. He said, I got my cigars, I got my booze, I got my house, I got my 401k, and I have my life back and I'm having a good time. So I would suggest always, in this day and age, you have to have a prenuptial agreement. It's a little different than it was 30, 40 years ago. So what's yours is yours, what's hers is yours. Remember that, you'll have a happy life. <laughs> Amen. All right, Mick. Yeah, General, I'm over here with Andrew. Andrew, what is your question to the General, please? Not really a question. I just am overwhelmed to actually be here. I was working last year, and I had to go to the bank. I tuned on to the radio in my car. I heard everyone having fun, and I was like, damn it, I should be there. You should. You're here. <laughs> and here I am, and I wanted to... First off, say long ashes to you. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. And also give a shout out to Virgil Heavy Tobacconist. They helped me out with my first humidor, and it's time to upgrade. I'm thinking maybe 150 count. And I was wondering, what humidor should I look to? What? Is there a brand? Well, I'll tell you, the, the most important thing with any humidor, make sure you have a nice interior that has some nice Spanish cedar, or Lebanese mm -hmm. cedar, or Brazilian cedar, and the seals are tight. That's the first thing. Everything after that is basically furniture. So you can spend $100, you can spend $1,000 or $5,000. It's just the finish. The most important thing, you want something that's going to be sealed that'll properly maintain the humidity of your cigars. And the good thing about an alpha male, a smart alpha male never makes the same mistake twice. And you didn't make the ma uh, same mistake of not coming two years in a row. Mm -hmm. So good move, and we welcome you. We're glad well, you could make it. All right, general. we're going to wrap it up here. Let me just say, uh, voice, talent, Ed, give Ed uh, a round of applause. Great job, as Thank always. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Wonderful being here. Mick the Brit in charge of the European Theater of Operations. Come on, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming out. Exo Tim. Great job. Colonel Ange Puccio in the Pooch Pit. Pooch. And Captain Paul Bolani. That wraps it up for the special post edition, post show edition 
of this special Cigar Day podcast. We appreciate you joining us. Don't forget, those of you here in Buffalo, you can listen to the show again tonight on 930 and 107.7 FM WPEN from 5 to 7 p.m. Or correction, 6 to 8 p.m. And don't forget Tampa Cigar Festival, Saturday, November 23rd, down in Tampa. Cigar Day, the General, thanks for coming out. Buffalo, it has been a fantastic time at Smoke on the Water 2. Love you. Thank you, guys.